and uh, I put up a sign, a big lit up sign that said, our manager is a Patriots fan, but our patients are Broncos fans. And I got the two <laughs> logos on the sign, and uh, underneath it just said, go Patch. And no, <laughs> you sneak that one in. A lot of angry, angry Broncos fans came into the dispensary that day, Dude, walking in, demanding to see the manager. I've, I, I've had some hatred from Broncos fans. I had a, a, a lady friend. Who was from Denver, or was a Denver fan? I don't even think she was from Denver. I met her in another city, and she, yeah, she had vehement hate for me and Tom Brady in specific. Uh, you know, it's angry. Isn't it? Cause there's some kind of sense so of pride, though, you get when you're from like a city that all your sports teams are those those hated teams in some ways. Oh, absolutely. Especially with the past when people used to argue that, like, you know, there's a lot of people who made a lot of sense in saying Joe Montana was the greatest of all time and. They sat in the third, but then Brady won the fifth. They tried to stop him. He came back. He won a fashion. fifth. They oh. thought he was done at halftime. He came back and he won a fifth. And now he's got a fifth ring, and he's he's not done yet. Yeah. So anybody who who wants to argue that he's not the greatest of all time is just talking out of their ass now. It's funny. It's like people, I have people on this podcast uh, that listen have heard me kind of, especially after the Super Bowl, just talk a bunch of shit like that and laugh it up. And it's fun. That voice that's talking that Patriot shit is my man, Sammy Gerber. We out here live in Denver. He, um, this is going to be live when you hear it though, cause it's pre-recorded, but, uh, but he's out in out, he's kind of like the man about town in in the 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 gonzo game, the, the business, the, the legal the cannabis industry. Yeah. That's in a proper Colorado. term. Yeah, yeah, we do we do a lot of crazy shit and uh, and we do a lot of legal, fantastic stuff. So, out here. It's, it's a it's a business and it's it's an art form, and because it gets legitimized, I think the art of it comes out more because you don't have to push so much focus and emphasis on evading the authorities and yeah, you know. no, it definitely has its advantages that, that everything is so out in the open, and it allows like. You know, kids nowadays who live out here, who've got dispensaries out here growing up, are never going to know about that brick weed, about that <laughs> shiny swag Thank that God. we had back in the day. Ugh. But, you know, what, what so it does good. do out here, what I think is really cool is, so I work for a company called Olio, and we are the 2017 Concentrates Company of the Year out here in Denver by, by Westward Magazine. Champion shit. So, you know, we make... Basically, some of the tastiest oil in the state of Colorado for both medical and recreational patients to buy. And so, you know, what it allows, what, what this atmosphere and this culture allows us to do is we can focus on making the best of the best and, and coming up with this this beautiful connoisseur product, which is the, the cleanest and, and the tastiest in the state. And, uh, you know, if, if you're always looking over your shoulder, you can't focus yeah. on, on such beautiful things. And that's why the uh, that legal market is starting to really take off on it. Yeah, I think that the art form of it is just expanding. And, and I see it in other states now, even with, like, Massachusetts and Rhode Island and Michigan and, and states, like, passing the recreational thing, even though it's still behind states like Colorado and Washington and all that. Just seeing the, what's starting to take off there, man, people are really trying to hone their skills and just make, like you said, like the best shit and expand the market in so many it's different great. ways. It's great, you know, when, when you when you make these medicines available to the public. There's just so many good things that come from it. They charge a shitload of taxes on there. Yeah. So, you know what, they're fixing 
all the streets, all the roads out here. Like, dope. you know, the, the, the cops all have fancy new cruisers. Yeah, I seen like, that, dude. Your fucking state troopers look fancy they, out they, here, dude. They, they Real crispy. Around. They got to the point that there was so much money that they ended up having a tax free shopping day and they do it like once a year. Like that shit they have back home in yeah, Massachusetts, exactly. you know, that they one do day? No retail. They have yeah. a, a cannabis tax free day because yeah. the state makes so much money. In recreational taxes that they decided that, that one day a year you can skip those taxes. And yeah, it's really crazy. Yo, like, so I've, I've, I've bounced around, you know, and uh, I've been to most of the states where it's it's recreational. You know, I, I go to Seattle or Portland or Denver or whatever, and, and you know, cops and ganja in, in a dispensary, all legal deagle, you know, clean as a whistle. But, like, there's differences in them, like, I notice. And, you know, I feel like the, the, the ones in Colorado and in Washington are the most efficient ones, right? And the Portland ones had, like, some limitations and lack of supply, whatever. But do you think they're, like, do you think the Colorado ones or the Denver ones are more expensive? Well, what I mean, it's just like anything else, man. You can walk into a dispensary and buy a $10 gram. You can walk into a dispensary and buy uh, a $75 popcorn ounce or $99 ounce. That sounds good. You know, you can, you can buy a $20, $25 gram of uh, hash, gram of shatter that's made from cured trim. Or you can buy a $50, $60 gram of live resin that's going to be the tastiest dab you ever took. Mm. So it's just like anything else. You've got your entry level. You've got your, your cheapest stuff out there. And then you've got your top shelf. You know, it's a lot like the, the craft beer industry is huge out here. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of similarities in, in the, the, the boutique cannabis industry compared to the craft beer industry out here. You, that's why you were asking me earlier if I was a beer guy. And I, was, I, I drink pussy-ass regular beers. Like I'm not a beer drinker either, but I know that so many people oh, yeah. are. That's why it's I true. was asking it's you. True. It's a good burger joint yeah, that's got like uh, 100 beers on Dude, those heavy beers, people. dude, those things are like night-night, bro. That shit is NyQuil. I would just pass the fuck out. Oh, it's liquid I can't, bread. I can't fucking do it. Now you start pouring some shots. Yeah, dude. I like can drink some fucking liquor. The booze, dude. The booze, straight, mixer, whatever, wine, even champagne, rosé. I was at a wedding this last weekend in Salt Lake City drinking. Yo, Salt Lake City. It's full of Mormons, which is now you can't. Mormon is not. I'm, I apologize. It's not the proper nomenclature. You're supposed to say it's something the Latter Day Saints. You're not supposed to say Mormon. They don't like that. But anyway, there's a lot of the very confusing. I know. So in Salt Lake City, they have these strict liquor laws. The beer that you buy from the store is 3.3, right? The same beer that would have been like you know Heineken that would have been whatever. What is it? What is it? Five point something or six or whatever. It's like half that. Except for beers that are brewed in Seattle, uh, in Utah, but the booze, even when you go to like the the, the bar, or whatever, they, the, they measure it. They're fucking, they're really chintzing you out. I can't believe it. And dude, I'm at a wedding, right? And they're the, the pouring me like mega baby shots in my mixed drinks. It's so like open bar wedding. Yeah, so I'm going back and forth, and I'm like, these motherfuckers think I'm a goddamn alcoholic, but if they just made me a proper drink, I wouldn't be going back. I must have had like 40 drinks, but so it was really like 10. 40 sodas. Dude, I just, there was nothing in there, dude. These bl- Bloody Marys that taste like virgin Bloody Marys. It's terrible. They do not, they Thankfully, have a light hand. The, the spot we're going to go to tonight supposedly has uh, some good food, uh, good cocktail. Sounds things. good. They say that they can make a, an actual real old-fashioned uh, and and then they, they give you this single big ice cube in the glass, 
And that's how you that's know you classy. get a good cocktail is when there's yeah. one big ice cube. That's and old you've school. got the spot that does the round ice cube. That's baller that's shit, too. That's up right there. Yeah, that's some baller shit. I got an ex-girlfriend gave me this little rubber heart. And it, it, you fill it up with water, and it makes an ice cube, and it makes an ice heart. She said I had a, a heart of ice. I see. That's, I, that's I, 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 I kudos to her. Gift. It was well, I'm certainly <laughs> clearly, but I respected her for the, the the hilariousness behind it. You know, like I wasn't mad at it. I kept it. You know, yeah. I think it's funny. Well, did you have any more Valentine's days together after that? No. No. I don't even think there was a Valentine's gift. I think that was like a regular Tuesday gift. Happy Wednesday. Yeah. Fucking A, dude. Uh, yo, you know what? They have great in Denver. Dude. Mexican food in Denver is great. The Mexican food is unbelievable. Uh, the, the green chili. That's the new Mexican shit, right? Thing, that, yeah. That's like one of the staple dishes Southwest. out here. I got to say that I'm a bit of a pussy when it comes to spicy food. Really? I know you get a little clumped. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm getting hot <laughs> about it right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's great out here. And 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 the funny thing is that out here compared to so, I'm from Boston. That's why I know. Yeah, that's how Sammy and me are cool. Uh, you know, and 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 we were spoiled, man. The food in Boston is so fantastic. Good. So, so good. good. You name it, there's a dozen different Chinese yeah. joints that you can go to. There's a dozen different sushi joints you can go to anywhere around town that, that yeah. are just great. And you come out here, and the food out here, there is good food to be had. There's fine dining. There is good food. But if you just want to order some Chinese delivery on a Wednesday night, like you can't get that? Just, it, you can get it, but it's just so bad that, you know, you uh. just uh, just drink the fucking... Drano the night before uh, to save yourself the trouble of having to go through it. Oh, uh, that's day. brutal. It's awful. That's brutal. Oh, man. I just did. We were in Detroit and Pittsburgh back to back for like so a total of like five days. And in like the states of Michigan and Pennsylvania, they don't even sell vegetables. Like there's nothing to sell them. Everything is like a fucking fried sandwichy, saucy, death cheese thing. Yeah. And so for five days, I just just like I basically didn't even take a shit. Basically, I ate all this heavy ass food, oh, smoking mad weed, getting hungry, eating all this. Oh, and I'm a dude who eats like I eat a lot of light shit, so that was hard for me. I ate like a lot of fish and salads. You, you look like you've been you're in, you're in better shape now. Oh, like I think thank back you. to like five six years ago. You know, back when you were still a little in bigger, twenties. Yeah, uh, but you definitely look like you. Thank you. you. You aged like a fine wine. Ah, I appreciate that, Sammy. You're gonna come on my podcast being so goddamn nice. And Thank you. you. Also, you, you, you. someday it's just snapping fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old Asian, like Asian girls will be like, they'll look fucking young as hell to like the 54, and then boom, they turn into like three oh, centuries old. I can't tell if you're 15 or 50. I'm going to look like uh, Bruce Willis or some like shit. Uncle Benny after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, like, do you um, – are you keeping up with what's going on in, in back home in Massachusetts with the, the, the laws, the ganja laws and, and the, the business that's going to be starting to go off there? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been out here a little over two years, and I came out here specifically for the cannabis industry, uh, which makes me a statistic. People out here hate that shit. Because it's all overcrowded. Yeah. Um, but uh, I came out here to, to run a chain of dispensaries, uh, and now I'm in the, the wholesale cannabis game where I, I sell uh, concentrates to dispensaries. So the minute that it got voted in uh, it, back in Massachusetts, my phone blew up. Yeah, I bet, know, people dude. People are, are like, wait a minute, so you've got no. all this experience in doing all these things, yeah. and, and, you know, I assume yeah. that 
at some point I'm going to be in high demand back home, but yeah. uh, you know I don't have any plans to to leave as of now. I love what I do. I, I love my job, but uh, you know just, they voted it in. And that's it. But they don't have a system. Everything yeah. out here is so regulated, right? right? You know, every they call it from seed to sale. Literally, from the time a plant is is an inch tall, it's got a tag on it with a serial number, and oh, that tag crazy. stays with it until the the time that the patient walks out of the dispensary, whether it's medical or recreational, and it's tracked every second along the way where it is. It's always on the camera. You got to have a certain amount of days backed up on your DVR. Like everything is, is watched so closely. And you, you said, you said patient and not customer. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you're, you're trained in the, in the, the vernacular of the business. And that's just the mode. That's how it is treated out here. So you know, you coming from you right. know, you, Boston you or New York, customer still. when, when yeah. you talk about the yeah. recreational market out here. But uh, no, we, we I typically refer to patient. anybody that, that's that's buying our medicine as yeah. a patient. I could dig it. Yeah, I know some of the people I know back east jumping in the biz. They you know they treat it the same way. And I think that's like the way it's probably going to be looked at as time goes on. And you see more of these states. Going forward with this and it becoming some more accepted as what a medicine, as what it is. All these medicinal properties are they're too strong to ignore. You can't, you really got to lose these old stigmas. And I think we're seeing a fade off slowly but surely. But I wish that you know they had the ability to do more evidence, uh, more more research. About yeah, it, you know, with, with the way current laws and schedules. Pharmaceutical and fucking companies do. Corporations are strong forces, though, man. But they're going to hop in now, too, though. I'll tell you what. They, my mother's been in the biopharmaceutical industry her whole life. She, she's worked. She does uh, uh, FDA inspections and stuff like that on manufacturing <laughs> facilities for medicine. And uh, uh, she has rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, she uses... Uh, hemp-based CBD creams and ointments and Topical things like that. Shit. Topicals yeah. for her non-psychoactive yeah. topicals for her rheumatoid arthritis. And she doesn't even take her arthritis medicine Fuck yeah. anymore. Yeah, there's, there's a million cases like that that you can find out there. And that's just proof that this shit does wonders. And you know, I, like, I think pharmaceutical companies are fighting it for a while, but if, if, if the laws start to pass, then they're just going to jump in and make that money, which is – so what do you feel about, like, when that tide starts to turn? What do you think about that? It's really hard to say, you know, with, uh, with the current administration that, that's in the office now, it's, it's hard to think yeah. about anything – positive coming <laughs> of, of this industry like they were they were already trying to schedule yeah. change the schedule of cbds cbds which are, are, are pure medicine non-psychoactive it means it doesn't get you high it doesn't get you high in any way shape or form i have dabbed pure cbd isolate right 99.9 percent pure strong. cbd that's strong it, it, it look it's a white powder yeah. and, and you dab it and it doesn't make you high, but God damn, do you feel great. You just feel relaxed. Your, your aches and your pains and your troubles and your anxieties, it all just goes away. And they're trying to, to turn that into a, you know, a schedule. It, it, it's terrible. It's they're, funny they're what they do. It into like, something super illegal. Yeah, it's like, see, the other white powder makes you have to take a shit and chat someone's ear off. <laughs> and that's like, they, they treat ganja like the same thing. Yeah. It's crazy, literally. One yeah. suppresses appetite. Yeah. 
the other dude like like my appetite when I blaze is is just infinite. It's just oh, And so I go on tour. Like I've been running through some different cities where like sometimes the food is better than others. Sometimes it's not, but I'm still going to fucking eat. So, like, some places, I'm putting it down, dude. I'm fucking grubbing like a pregnant chick. It's nuts, man. So how the fuck do I look like this and, and you look all... I know this is a podcast and people can't understand that the, <laughs> the visuals. lean and trim. Uh, I'm just kind of... He said he's doing right. I, I used to be heavier. I shame myself in the into exercising a lot. And I, dre- I generally ate, eat pretty healthy, even though I eat fucking shitty in some places. You know, in California, I live in California most of the time. Pittsburgh was not good to you, though. Pittsburgh was, dude, it's fucking just, Pittsburgh. it's you know what so it is? It's, dangerous. It's, they have a, a rapist as a quarterback. Out there. <laughs> so. Dude, our hotel was right next to, like, the Pirates Stadium, and we played a show there, so there was just, like, Pirates fans everywhere and fucking... Uh, Steelers shit everywhere. Pirates fans. I met Andy Van Slyke. <laughs> <laughs> I met him. Uh, I was I was working at the Prudential in Boston. I, I sold him a camera, and he was a, a coach for some other team that was in town playing the Red Sox. And just the day before, there had been a bench clearing brawl. Yes. And he he was buying this camera, and I'm like, I know this guy. I know who this guy is. I recognize uh, him from somewhere. And then he hands me his credit card. And I'm like, bro, I remember your 1987 Topps <laughs> baseball card with the fucking wooden border around it. He uh, he lit up. Great guy. Signed a baseball for me. That's fucking hilarious. Baseball fights are like, you know, because they are bench clearing bras. It's the best It's the best fight of all sports. Cause Only everybody if it turns into a real fight. But like, it, sometimes like it's like a gang fight, it's a crew on crew. Oh, absolutely! It's like a Michael Jackson video. I love it, man. No, uh, but but a lot of times like the bullpens it. clear, yeah, and us. then the bullpens will it's run awesome. in, and then by the time the bullpens get to the infield, it's over, and then like the relief pitchers are like, "All right, let's just jog back out to the bullpens together." Is, is there no fighting in like tennis, golf? There's never been a fight. Not since ever. John McEnroe. The Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, he got in a fight or he, fight with that fight, fight with the battle. Into plenty of fights. Really? On the golf course? No, uh, not with his wife. Oh, <laughs> oh man, dude, did look brutal. But I, I look like that a lot of the mornings too. So who am I? Who am I to judge? I mean, it's, it's not your mugshot. That's true. It's true. <laughs> it's crazy. He's like, so I was just in Michigan, and uh, that they got recreational weed passed. So it's like chill. It's, you can't buy it yet. I don't think until next year. Like I think they've already started. I think they can, but yeah, it's be a state ID. I think to get it still. It's 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 really. But it was chill. They blaze out there. Like I was just blazing. I mean, honestly, I go to all these cities and I pretty much blaze wherever I want uh, in public. But I'm also in. Sometimes I'm in like the deep south in the cut. Sometimes and I just got to be a little on point because they might hang you for that down there. They will lock you the fuck. Yeah, up. New York City used to do that to you too. Just until a couple of years ago. So you got to be careful. We, you know, we take advantage of the fact that we've been able to just smoke casually and nobody's really given a shit yeah. for a long time. It was decriminalized back home. And yeah. Now you're out in Cali where they got Fucking, plenty yeah, of... Yeah, smoke everywhere, home. dude. What, uh, what, out here, like, <clears throat> so, so I've, downtown Denver, I've seen a lot of cops, right? Like, just bike cops are patrolling and just rolling around. It's been my shot. And I feel like they're probably just, you know, keeping the peace, whatever, whatever. Do they fuck with you? Blazing ganja in public out here because it's so legal. Are absolutely. they going out of their way to ticket you for that? No, they're not going out of their way, but yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the rules for public consumption out here are, are just like public liquor. consumption for liquor, right? So you can, 
it's legal for you to have it, it's legal for you to consume it, do whatever the hell you want with it. It's not on the street. It's not on the street. So if you're walking down the street drinking a beer in front of a cop, that cop is going to stop you. And he's, if he's in a good mood, he'll make you dump the beer out and tell you if I catch you again, yeah. lock me up. <laughs> but if he wants to be a dick, he he'll can find you, he can lock you up, he can, he can get you for public intoxication. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you... you everything that you're allowed to do out here comes at a price and that price is a little bit of discretion and common sense makes sense dude it makes sense i know back in massachusetts since since uh recreational weed passed they've saying that they're like going harder at catching people blazing in a car now you know like like a weed dui i don't know what the fucking the technical term is the legal term but a weed dui they're going harder trying to get you for that now yeah, that is a concern, of course. Um, but you can't test. You can't know how high somebody is. I mean, you can't right now. Yeah, they haven't I mean, developed a breathalyzer for ganja yet. The you know technology is a, is an amazing thing, and it will catch up. Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is that yeah, people are going to get in trouble for for blazing behind the wheel. You know, it, it, the fact <sighs> blazing behind a long drive. It's so good. Oh, those long drives to New York and I'm back. Saying, you know, everybody thinks that that they can drive stones. Yeah, and and that they're not impaired. And and the cops don't feel that way. Yeah, but they, like you said, they, there's really no way to test for it now. And um, like to know how high somebody is versus. You know, like with the the legal alcohol limit, I think in most states equivalates to a two drinks, right? It's supposed to be one an hour, depending, yeah. I think, on the size of the person. Well, yeah, if you Neither one of us are small individuals. We're no, getting that's true. Liquor. We definitely can. I can do some tracking. I'll tell you what, though. It's not getting pulled over back in Massachusetts, knowing that I had, like, weed in the car and yeah, I had, like, a pipe stash. Like, seriously, that you see those, those lights hit behind you. Butterfly asshole just yeah. puckers up. And oh, you tighten up and you start sweating, and and you want to like you want to be cool, even though your hand wants to shake. Yeah. Out here, a cop pulls you over when you're stoned and you've got weed in the car. Like, you, there's just nothing to worry about. And that's dude, I love that man. That's that's I love that deal. in California. I love that too. Like, I'm never worried about that shit. If you see a never cop pull up behind you. You, you don't, don't start hiding. Yeah, shit. yeah. You're not wrestling around. No, you're not spraying cologne. You're not yeah, like, dude. Like, <laughs> like a, like hey, a yo, head. it's funny. Thing is, like, you can smell cologne over weed. Like, you can smell the weed underneath the cologne. It's not a great scent thing. I mean, I, I I've done it when I was younger all the time. Of course, but. I'm a medical marijuana patient in the state of Colorado. Uh, I work in the cannabis industry in the state of Colorado. Like, there's going to be some time where I'm going to get pulled over. And I'm going to have, like, legally yeah. have, like, 10 pounds and all the paperwork for it and, like, all this so, crazy you know. stuff transferring. And I'm, I'm always wondering to think what's going to happen. Do you guys, like, because it's still, I know it's all, like, cash still. The banks don't take all the money, right? So is, they, is it still, like, mad armed guards and shit? Uh, and shit. And shit. security is a big deal out here. I'll tell you what. Blackwater? Now. Is it? No, it ain't I mean, like, it no, like there's, private there's, there's military mercenary dudes. Absolutely. Like, a lot I, of money. A lot of money changing hands. I got this buddy out here. His name's Jake, right? His name's One Good le- name. One-Legged Jake. Oh, fuck. He's got right? one leg and he's, he's a guard. Yeah, he's a, he's a disabled so He's got to uh, be a good shot. Uh, veteran. And, 
Yeah, he for a minute he was working in the cannabis industry that he would drive around. You're not allowed to carry a pistol and carry weed at the same time. So you can transport money all you want, yeah. but if you're transporting product, yeah, all yeah, you're yeah. allowed to do is drive and have somebody else who has to carry the bug. Uh-huh. But it's a big deal out here, man. But um, Has there ever been like robberies, like, like a scene from Heat? All the time. Really? Motherfuckers always trying to rob them. Like, armored you know weed car, money cars. That's crazy. That's crazy. Dudes will, will try to drive through the front door of a dispensary and like smash through the door, just like running. And try to, everything but, but everything's in the, the safe and shit, isn't it? Well, yeah, but they're still gonna try. Do they don't try to rob like the trucks when they're transporting the money or anything? I mean, those dudes are walking around with some serious weaponry. Oh man, this is crazy. But there is some banking that you can do banking with credit unions. Just and not they'll take banks. the money? So, yeah, there's uh, the cannabis industry. There are some credit And that's because these banks are federal, right? Right, because they don't rely on FDIC. <laughs> yeah, and, and, the, and the, what's it called? The credit unions are, are like, well, statewide. Yeah, yeah okay. they don't rely on federal insurance. So they're That's really, why people always encourage people going with credit unions. Back guys. in the day when it was all cash, nobody wanted to touch the money. And motherfuckers were spraying money down with, like, all kinds of Febreze and shit to get it to stop smelling like weed. And, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Back in the infancy. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. The infancy. I like that. The infancy of the game. Yeah, Sammy's industry. deep in the game right here, dude. It's it's crazy how it's like it's changing and shit. Like what? So what do you think about the concept of the legalization or at least the decriminalization of harder drugs? Now that you work in like the medicinal side of the business side of one thing that was considered a drug, regardless of you and I don't, it was considered a drug by the government and now it's being changed in a lot of ways legally. What do you think about the legalization or decriminalization of the other shit, the real shit, the funky shit, the white shit, the brown shit, the hard shit, the soft shit? Yeah, you know, I got mixed emotions on it. Uh, A part of me says that what we're talking about with the decriminalization and the legalization of, of cannabis and hemp and all that good stuff is very different in my mind than the type of processed drugs that you can actually get hooked on, yeah. die and overdose and, and you know, we've all got friends that, that came to an early end because they they couldn't get away from one substance or another. Yeah. Um <clears throat> you know on one hand I don't want to compare cannabis to that. Yeah. But on the other hand there's part of me that just celebrated Memorial Day by by driving into the mountains and shooting a bunch of guns and and like I love fun. America and and there's there's, <laughs> there's there's part of me that says that you should have the freedom to do whatever on earth you want to do, um, as long but, as it don't hurt nobody else. Right? Right. Yeah, it's gonna hurt other people. Yeah, I mean that, that shit's gonna. <laughs> that's hurt. true. That's kind of true. I guess directly is what the word I mean is. Yeah. Yeah, indirectly. That'll indirectly hurt people, yes, for sure. You should be able to do whatever you want to do. If you want to destroy your own life, then that's your prerogative to yeah. do that. And I, no one should tell you otherwise. But. I know, like, other other countries, like Portugal, for instance, like, I think they're 10 years deep in the decriminalization and legalization of some drugs, and their violent crime rate and their STD rates have gone down, like, significantly. It's crazy. And so... No, what does STD rates have to do with it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's associated like, let's with it. Let's make drugs well, legal. No, it's, it's dirty needles. It's dirty, dirty needles. It's dirty uh, needles. That's what it is. I dirty see. needles. Yeah, that heroin shit. I got a homie who works for the Needle Exchange out in uh, Skid Row in L.A., and he's always got wild stories. I've been trying to get him to come on the podcast. He's got some wild stories. Well, he, he probably doesn't know what it's about because he thinks it's about Russian souvenirs. <laughs> 
I was intrigued. You know, I'm fluent in Russian. You think I, I was like antique? Speak Russian, and and I have some souvenirs that are <laughs> Russian in nature. <laughs> Some KGB souvenirs. <laughs> Sammy just made me spit fucking water everywhere. That was the, the look on this dude's face when he said that. I just spit water all over the place. When I first <laughs> found out that, that you had a oh, souvenirs podcast, I thought, oh, oh, this would be a great way to add to my <laughs> collection of Russian souvenirs. <laughs> I just got water up my nose like a neti pot. You know those Japanese things that Japanese people and cokeheads use? The neti pots? Oh, man. Surfing is like a neti pot for me. I surf all. I go surfing all the time. It's like one big old neti pot. You do a bunch of cocaine. The next day, just go surfing and clean you right up. That's what I do most of the time when I'm back, back in the the warm weathers. Cali. Yeah. Or I be Where traveling. else have you surfed other than Cali? All over Mexico, uh, Costa Rica, all over California, um, Nantucket. Really? You yeah. just go surfing? Just once. How was it? Not very good. It can be good. It can be good. It wasn't particularly good when I was there. You need to go to uh, Australia. Dude, yeah. I hear that's where the surfing's at. It's crazy. Australia is, is crazy. There's a lot of big old, sh- big old bad swimmy gray monster things. Yeah? Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, shit, there's been a lot of those lately in Cali where I surf. Like, all, I'm looking at it on the news. Like, all these spots we surf at, there's been a lot of sightings and there's been a couple of attacks. So, fuck, maybe Australia ain't no, ain't no worse. Actually, Are I was... you allowed to carry a weapon when you surf? Yeah, you could have a knife on you, but most people don't. I, like that scene in Point Break is very misleading. Most people don't have those knives. I've seen a couple people my whole life with those. My, like a lot of dudes will have weapons in their car, though, for sure. Well, yeah, for but sure, if, because if you're, if you're getting fucked with in the water, having a weapon in the car doesn't yeah, feel good. Yeah, exactly. I've How about never like a seen. Harpoon? No, that's because it just gets in the way of the surfing. But I mean, people do have knives. I've seen people get into little fights in the water, but mostly the fights will end up. Taking place like in the parking lot or on the beach or you know on shore. No, I'm talking about like if, with if an you ant, with a fight, shark. Fight off a fight off a shark. Yes, crazy stingray that killed the crocodile hunter. Oh yeah, well that was deep in the water though, wasn't that deep in the? Dude, I've almost stepped on a stingray back in the West Indies as a kid. I walked into like this murky little bay around the corner from our crib. And I was like, you know, I walked in to like my knees. And I've been in this bay a million times. And like these were the chill ones that hide kind of underneath the sand. You know what I'm saying? The little, they're not as big. And I stepped in and this shit just like was like almost right between my legs. Just like lifted its way up and just like swam out. I was like, because that shit will sting you, man. If you step on their tail, that shit will get you sick. Oh, yeah. Sea urchins too, dude, fucking. I stepped on a jellyfish once. The Bernie stingy I was kind? Down the Cape Cod. No, I was down the Cape. I think it was dead because it was just. It didn't like, sting you? No, it was oh, just on the beach. Those things get you all red and rashy. It's brutal. I've, I've lucky. I've never had, I've never had a bad encounter with a sea creature. And I've seen whale sharks, dolphins all the time, seals, barracuda, you know, little crabs and shit like that but I've never had a fucking well I was, I was we were serving in Costa Rica and it's in these places where there's like there's rivers and, and, and shit with like God, caimans I think it is it's a, it's a kind of crocodile yeah uh and so, but they come out to the, these little, like, what do they call them? Um, fuck, there's this, uh, I forget the word. There's this, this word that, that describes this kind of thing in the ocean. And um, they come into, they can go, some of them are like salt water, fresh water. And they mm-hmm. go into, like, the ocean. And my boy, this place I was surfing in Costa Rica, I didn't see it this year, but another friend of mine who'd been there before told me he'd seen the crocodiles out there swimming. And they, like, swim all funky sideways, slower than a fucking, you know, a, a, a other kind of sea creature would. But that's scary shit, too. Those things will move fast when they want to get at Oh, yeah, you, for sure. Mm. 
Terrifying. And just, you go on the surfboard, and, and you, you have to deal with this. Yeah. The risk of this. I don't think about it. I blank that shit out in my mind so well. I've never... I've never had an encounter. I've never been on on the in the water when any dangerous one has been oh, there. Any any cool activity is going to have some risk yeah, involved. It's true. I think I like I like an aspect of that, and uh, you know, but it's, it's just, I zone out. Everyone's always that's everyone's first question is always like, "Oh, aren't you worried about this?" Well, you know what I do? I just don't watch Shark Week. I don't watch Jaws. <laughs> I don't even say the S word generally speaking. <laughs> I don't watch those fucking little Finding Nemo cartoon movie. What is the one Shark Tale? All that shit. Whatever. The Finding Nemo was strange. Is that the one with the shark? Whatever. The no, one with the sharks. I don't watch it. Look. I don't watch kids' movies either. <laughs> no matter what they are to me. I don't have I'm any I'm a fucking... giant child, so I love watching animation. I, uh, I'm, I'm a child, except for my taste in cinema is extremely snobby. I don't have kids. All these people with kids trying to talk to me about these child movies. I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm still watching like some indie foreign movie with subtitles. I've Depressing. never seen The Lion King. Uh, Samesies. <laughs> Dude, I've seen three Disney movies in my whole fucking life. And one of them I saw when I was like in my 20s. I seen The Jungle Book. I saw Aladdin when I was like 24. And I seen Robin Hood. And I actually like Robin Hood a lot. Did you ever see Fantasia? No. Come on, dude. Get the fuck out of here. It was one of like the two or three was times good? Was in it my good? life that I walked out of a movie. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the movies I I've walked out cartoons. of. You look at my DVR, it's all cartoons. If I ate some mushrooms. I got some 2CE no, in my bag somebody gave me the other day. Some what now? 2CE. Yeah, I've never tried it. What is it? Uh, from what the guy told me, uh, who gave it to me, he said it's like MDMA... With like acid, sort of, but it's like a clean thing. Yeah, it probably would be great for that. Oh yeah. But if you watch a little Fantasia with some of that. I'm 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 eager to try it. I've always been adventurous in my younger days. I've done a bunch of wild things. Um, I'm but, a little bit older than you, but my my experimental days. Mine still go on. I still test the waters. I tried something new for the first time, uh, in a long time. There was this. Uh, it was called THCO. <laughs> THCO. Acetate. What is that? And, and it's a, it's a form of THC that is some weird refinement level that goes beyond like distillation, isolate. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a sales guy, right? <laughs> I'm not the guy. In the, my boss is the guy in the back with the mad scientist. You're Jesse, elbow, not Walter elbow. White. Exactly. Right? So. And, and it's like this. This oil looks like just your regular run of the mill, like CO2 honey oil. Um, but it has no taste whatsoever, <laughs> right? So you scoop up this big old dab of this goop and the big, this big giant fucking rip of this, uh, uh, dab, uh, tastes like nothing. Doesn't make you cough, nothing. And, and then usually you do a fat dab. You put your rig down, and by the time you're putting your rig down, you're already stumped. Just you're already instant. feeling it's like the, instant. The, it, it is it instant. Is like, for anyone out there who just smokes good old fashioned weed yeah. and has not tried a dab, it's rock, imagine yeah. it's just like just like it, it's, it's like doing a instant. bump of coke for weed. It's, <laughs> it's like, like a line a of China whole, white for smoking weed. Smoking a whole blunt to the face instantaneously, yeah. and <clears> all sorts of high. But this stuff, this old acetate, like you did the dab and. Nothing. You felt absolutely nothing. And then half an hour oh, later, creeper. you were stoned <laughs> out of your tits. The ultimate creeper because it literally takes half an hour oh. and it's just like real like yeah, chill, like, trippy kind of chilled out stone. It was that really sounds cool. That a good time. Yeah, it was, it was I like time. things when you got a little waiting to go because then it's like the excitement of the surprise is half of it. Like, oh, you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Like when we were young, we used to do a lot of acid or like mm-hmm. peyote and shit. And it would be like some of us would hit sooner than others. Maybe, and then you, when it creeps in, you're like, oh, it's more fun that way. 
Did you ever try any mescaline? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I did a gang of mescaline that in my day. That was the one thing, oh. the one psychedelic oh. growing up that I went oh. through my psychedelic oh, phase. Man, I, I, I used to get some great mescaline. It is the most fun. It is so much fun. Like, the laughing, the happiness is... Safer, right? I feel like it's safer. Like, less intense in some ways. No pukiness. People used me. to say that you, like, can't have a bad trip if you're That's basically exactly how I feel. Everything is happy. Everything is good times. Because I've had trippy situations that yeah, were get a less than ideal, you know? Dude, yeah. I mean, I've been drinking a gang of ayahuasca the last couple of years. Those are all bad trips. Really? But they end good. They end great. But they're fucking gnarly as hell. You they, that? That uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that that spirit molecule That's, uh, documentary. Yeah. It's, not, it's not. It's not the best one. I, I didn't like it. It's not. The, honestly, there's a lot of shitty. All the documentaries out there are pretty shitty on ayahuasca. I don't think any of them do them justice. I think they're all pretty pretty inaccurate and shitty. I know a handful of people that have uh, experimented with things like that. I've never tried anything like that. That is. Uh, it was next level for sure. I mean, I've done it like about fifteen, sixteen times. A good friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine, is a shaman in within a church, and um, so he legally can administer that shit, and gets it, and shit like that. So that's kind of how I got into it. But yeah, it's not. Really, it's not. It's not something you do just for shits and giggles on a cool no, Saturday. You have to have like a uh, spiritual, yeah. like your reason. Well, you, yeah, for yeah, it. you have to. You have to be ready for it. It's definitely not a recreational thing. It's right. not. But peyote is real fun, and it's it's real chill on the body. I feel like. I mean, I, dude, you boy leads. Can't fuck you want to hear that? Sometimes. What? Can't fuck with your stomach sometimes. Ayahuasca. Peyote. Uh, yeah. So well, ayahuasca just, doesn't it always? Yeah. <laughs> that's a guarantee you're gonna puke oh, and or shit. Like real sick. Yeah. One you're or the other. other. You're, you're the shit and puking. True. Yeah. But peyote, like, it gets you sick. Like the way shrooms get you sick. Mm. Fucking want to hear a peyote story that involves leads? Leads. Edu leads. A friend of Sammy's of mine is a huge hip hop promoter in Boston. Um, good out. dude. Shout out leads. So uh, back in the day, this is back in the day. Uh, leads is coming over to my crib. I don't know why. And uh, me and my boy Omar are over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a long time. Long time. This is like two thousand. This has been sober for de- almost a decade. This is like two thousand two. Two thousand two. 2003 max. Leeds comes over. Me and my boy Omar, this is summertime. We're tripping our faces off on some peyote, on some mescaline, on microdots to be specific. And it's hot. And we got Scarface playing. It's been playing on repeat. And Leeds comes over and we're fucking wild. And we've got like the water bottles, like the squirty kind. And we're just, me and my boy Omar are just squirting water everywhere, pouring it on the floor. Like, look, it's just water. It's not milk. And Leeds comes over. I remember like squirting him. And he's like, what the he was heated, and you know I'm off in a whole other realm, dude. You know what I mean? And, he, and he, I was like, "Bro, look, it's only water." And I just poured a bunch over my head and ran about my business, and he just didn't even get mad. Scarface is blasted. I think he sat down and watched like 15 minutes of it. He has he has trouble passing up an opportunity to watch it's a Brian like Brian that. De Palma classic. Loves his movies. What do you think about the Scarface remake that's allegedly going to take place? I don't know. I I have not seen some of these remakes. Like Fuck I never saw Total Fuck. Recall. Fuck them! Don't one. see it. Never saw. If they didn't have the three titted chick, don't oh, see I it. I Love that first one. Oh yeah, dude. I hate I hate ninety nine percent of these remakes, dude. I've made it known on my podcast. There's a handful remakes. of them that have been okay, at best. What? Name me two. I mean, let's because I can name one. Let's not get into specifics. See, they all suck, dick, dude. And, and new installments are different. Those are not remakes. That's cool. You know, like the, what they do with Mad Max or Blade Star Runner. Trek. I don't watch Star Trek. So I only Star Wars. Trekkie. I don't. I've never seen Star Trek anything ever. I love in my Star life. Wars too. When I when I Star Wars, I can fuck with. After 
after I lost Ringo, I adopted this dog, Riker. And he's named after a Star Trek character. So it was going to be either Riker or Yoda. And uh, at the last minute, Star Wars lost out. Oh, this motherfucker. I love them both. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the rare people who loves them both. If you just had to watch one, what would you watch? You watch Star Trek? I watch Star Trek. Blazing, blazing dicks. Dude. There's so many of them. I see. I, yeah, I just movies, I don't know why. That, is that your favorite series? sci-fi? What do you think about? Okay, Predator. You like Predator? Oh, yeah. Alien or Predator? Oh, it's a tough one. Predator. Predator. Oh, Predator's the, the best. Predator monster. All right. Uh, yeah. Terminator one or Terminator two? That's a coin toss for me. Godfather one or Godfather two? I mean, <laughs> I just really hate. Godfather two. Godfather two is like the best, and not is it is the greatest movie of all time. And Sammy, no, I want to high five you. Bronx Tales up there, but God, I think I think Godfather two is my favorite, and it's a sequel. Sammy, you want to shout out anything before we, we, we fade out of here? I know our batteries are dying here. Uh, shout yeah, out Olio. Man. Big shout out to Olio. Uh, That's the finest concentrates. We are the 2017 Concentrates Company of the Year. Championship. If you are 21 years old, follow us on Instagram at Olio710. <laughs> 21 plus, man. Oh, my fucking guys. Yeah. Speaking of 21 plus, let's go get that strip club feud you were talking about. Let's